Blog Talk Radio. Woke up this morning and something's changed. Just wanna laugh, just wanna dance. And if I'm lucky, gonna get some moments. Whoa, not gonna be And I realized, 
you don't make money from the arts, and I've got, I've got a son that someday is going to go to college. So I went back yeah. and <laughs> right. enrolled in an right. MBA program. The money's not there, right. The money isn't always there. Uh, right. Unfortunately, it's not there in the arts yeah. at all. For yeah. a, a lucky few, yes. And so I sat for the CPA exam, became a CPA, and then I um, did taxes for three years until I thought, if I don't get away from tax returns, I'm going to slip my wrist and because I really wanted to travel the world. <laughs> so I sat down and made a plan and said, okay, what jobs with my CPA can I go get a corporate job where I can travel the world? Now, I might add that by this time, because it took me so long to get all my college years, that my son was in his last year of of, um, of high school. So I was going to be free then to be able to, because he'd be going off to college, I would be free to be able to travel the world for a company. And I made such an incredible life choice. I went to work for Johnson & Johnson, a wonderful a company. company. Yeah. yeah. And then I, um, I was in the audit department, and I moved up into fraud audits, and that's um and then I became uh, uh responsible for Latin America and the Caribbean for all of the finance function, in other words, CFO of the Latin American and Caribbean region. Wow. So through the years that I was with them, um I moved very nicely up the ranks and they were a company that at the time at one time I was their first and highest ranking woman in Latin America that to wow. reach certainly to reach that level. Since then, they have had other women that have been marketing um, VPs and so on. But um, to me, it was just an absolutely phenomenal experience. But then eventually, I wanted to get back into the arts, and that's when I thought, you know, I'm not going to paint anymore, but I'd love to write because I love to read. And after traveling to 90 countries in the world, I thought that's what I want to do. I want to write mysteries because I always loved mysteries. And I left J&J after, after a couple of decades, and um, that was the right decision at that time, and I love what I'm doing now. So That's that, great. in a nutshell, brings us up to date today. Yes. That, you know, I always like when, you know, I think when people, I ask them what they do, and you, you actually gave your background, which is really nice, you know. And I think uh, a lot of times as authors, people don't, realize that we've all done other things before and we never really talk about that as much you know and that's what happens you know you become an author you talk about your book and your PR but you don't really you know talk about other things you do you know I have done it during my shows I end up you know little bits and pieces of what I do Uh, Judy's been on several shows so she does that too occasionally but you know and I think that's really good that you do that because you had a great job and for women Every woman out there can aspire to doing things. Look, you did it on your own, and that is fabulous. You know, I mean, it always has that extra punch when the woman does it by herself, you know, without any help. And so it brings you up to date. Judy, I know Judy has questions. I could tell you. Oh, that I right do. Now. Well, actually, <laughs> it, it makes sense now. I'm when I read your first, Catherine. Um, Go ahead. Uh, wrote a wonderful book. I'm, it, I'm, I have to pronounce it right. Waking up in Medellin. 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 Pronounced actually Medellin. Medellin. But whichever way you want to pronounce it. Is yeah, fine. Medellin. And um, Ashley, um, in the book, your main character, who I really like, that she right away got my heart, believe it or not, within like the first 10 pages, due to something that went on in her life. It just resonated with me. But now I understand because the main character, what her position was um, and her job was, that you did the whole tax thing and investigation. And so it makes sense because I was going to ask you, how did you like know to like start that being your book? And now I realize I- that you know so much about it. <laughs> Judy, I had read John Grisham a lot, and John Grisham was an attorney that writes about lawyers. Yep. Yes. And I thought, <laughs> that's the place I need to start. Now, yep. my protagonist, Nikki Garcia, is no longer a fraud investigator. She's a private investigator, and there's a huge difference between the two. But that was the entry 
and that was my obviously my very first book, and uh, it just felt like a natural. Now, a lot of people ask if I'm Nikki, and I'm not. Nikki's <laughs> a lot braver than I ever was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? That's the hardest thing for people to, you know, as authors, for people to just, you know, tell people that really what you're writing, it was very hard for me to get over that for writing. It's not me. It's my characters, you know, and I think sometimes people think that just because we write a certain way, it's it's us. It's not, you know, it's just that's the storytelling part of writing. And I think right. that's one You're thing people seem to forget. Right. Yeah. So well, this was so the first one, Catherine, that I that I read of yours. And I, I usually you're gonna laugh. I get up at four and go to bed like eight thirty, but I stayed up late reading to the end. So I've got to go on to your second and third one. Yeah, because I well, know you don't you. stay. Well, up, because I, I know when I used to do night shows, you never want, could come on. <laughs> you never. couldn't stay up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so so that said to me, I really wanted to find out the end of this book that I read this one late it was very good (laughs) well that's an honor thank you very much marcia and you know you started in a good way by doing series you know we talk about this all the time on the show you know um this is the best way to get fans uh when you for after your first one did you know that you were did you have it in your mind you were going to do a series or did you just do it and then want to do more well what happened is that um my husband sent out the manuscript just directly to small um, publishers, but these we yeah. checked them out to make sure that they were really publishers and they weren't going to yeah. take us for yeah. you know money and not yeah, do anything for us. Yeah. And um, uh, and one publisher was very interested in them, but he said, "I will only sign a contract if, or I will only offer a contract if you will do a series of three for me." Well, I had had no intention at all of doing a series because at that yeah. time I was so uh, so new to writing that I wasn't sure, you know, what direction I was going right, to go right. in. Right. I decided that, um, yeah, I'll write a series. So I signed the contract. We celebrated with champagne. And a <laughs> week later I thought, good grief, what am I going to do? I have to write yeah. two more books. Yeah. Well, as it turned out, the second one was even easier to write than the first one. Yeah. And then after that, we did we we parted ways with with the um, inamicable ways, but we parted ways with the with the publisher. We bought him out, and then um, I published my third book on my own, and I redid the covers and redid everything. Uh, so they are far beautiful. As, um, they are. Market. Thank you very much, Marsha. Thank you. Uh, so I'm very pleased that, that we're doing this um, on our own now because it is a way to go for new authors, in my opinion. Yeah, it's very it's very difficult. And as when I was an agent, which we talked about before the show, you know, it is hard, you know, and I think that um, the big publishing companies want a sure thing, and a new person never is. But they are missing a lot of good authors. Well, they're I mean, missing a lot opinion. of talent. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge amount Catherine, of Catherine, how, how did you, when you said you did it on your own for listeners, um, would you have any recommendations when you say how you did it on your own, this last one? Well, it was the book, uh, book it's Revenge in Barcelona, and it was the third one in the series that had I stayed in that contract would have been published through the publisher. So mm-hmm. I had already started on it, when we, but I uh, definitely wanted to publish it on my own. So um, we bought him out. And parted ways, and then we. What I did was find uh, through, obviously through networking. I have a very good friend who recommend, who's an author, and she's a USA Today bestseller. And she recommended a person that had at one point done her book covers. And I'm very pleased with the work that um, that Bobby oh, yeah. does for me. Then. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I give her a. So and then she also does the interiors of the books, and I also give her credit in the book itself. You will notice that she receives credit for the design of the of the interior and the book cover. Yeah. And I, yeah. I firmly, getting back to your point about women, that is very important to me to recognize the effort of people like that because that's a very important part of a book. Yeah. You sell books in great part because people like covers. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. And, you know, we talked about it, I talked about it last week. You know, it's really hard because, you know, 
the cover does mean so much. But, you know, and we look for covers, and but then sometimes, yeah, I think it was last week we were talking about the trends sometimes are not even to put, you know, they're not really putting people on sometimes. But I like that a lot. You know, I've done it both ways, and I do like that, and, and then I switch back and forth. But I do think, you know, you have a standout, when you have a standout character, like you do, then it really needs, you want to show the person that's the standout, I think, you know, because I think that tells you right off the bat. But a lot of people have said that now because it's on Kindle a lot, people don't care as much as they did before They because they're not really holding the book and looking at the book, you know, whereas you would when you're holding it yourself. But there is a ton of people also that like to hold the book. So there are still, there's an audience for both. You know, well, that's true. But even not. on Kindle, when you're looking for a, for a book, yes. yeah. you go to the Amazon sales page or uh, Barnes and Noble or wherever you're yeah. going to. But let's use Amazon as an example. You go to the to the sales page and you look at the at the book cover, and then you read the little blurb that's there that tells you a yes. little bit about the book, and then mm-hmm. you can see other information about it. And I think that from that standpoint, it's still very important to have an attractive book cover even for yeah. even for Kindle but you're right once it's on the Kindle they don't um, look at it anymore right? they don't look at it again that's right yeah. and it really, you know I think you know I, I noticed that you don't have audiobooks but you should I am in the process of getting okay, a- the very first one are you doing it but on it won't ACX? Be out next year ACX ACX yes okay good okay because um that you know, I think last week we were talking about the fact that now with ACX, I think a lot of authors didn't, you know, they used other people that were narrators, but now a lot of the stars who charged a lot of money before are now going to take the deal for ACX. I heard it last week on the show, and then I got a memo, on, you know, got an email on it where it said that some of the well known. Off, uh, the well-known artists, you know, the um, actors and the people that do the audio books and charge a lot of money are now starting to do the 50-50. So that's a good thing for authors. So, you know, if you have somebody that you really like their voice, you could maybe, they, maybe they'll take your book. You never know, you know. And because um, ACX does a great job. I mean, they do. You don't have to do anything as far as separate the money, which I talked about, I think, last week and week before we were talking about that because – you don't know the people, and this way they make it easy. So you don't get into any kind of trouble financially by not know, you know, each one of you doing it separate. They do it all for you, and that's a good thing, I think. They send you, you know, when you, they send money to the narrator and to the person, you know, to the author. So I think, and they handle it all. The taxes, everything. So when you get at the end of the year, you are it's safe because you're not, you know, saying well. I made this much or you made that much, they handle it. So I think that's a good thing. So ACX is really, I think it's really good for authors to be That is a good on. thing. And yeah. Judy had asked me a question that I want to kind of come back to okay. about um, when you go solo, when you go independent, yeah, um, yes. you know, how do you get started? Well, we actually incorporated a little company because we thought that was the best way to go. And that's relatively easy to do, um, and if you can't do it on your own, you can hire an attorney to do it. Right. Uh, it just gives you a little bit more protection. But for the books themselves, I think it is extremely important to also have an editor or have yes. very good yes. beta readers that will check everything because, it's, as you know, you're both writers. Yeah. It's very easy to make mistakes that you, oh, yeah. you've seen oh. it 20 times and you yep. just don't catch it. <laughs> right, right. That's true. That is true. I talk about that all the time. And that is a huge part. If you do not have an editor that is good, it can ruin everything for you. You know, you can't ask your friend across the street or you can't ask a teacher because some I've had I had clients that were professors and I looked at their work and I'm going like, "Oh my god, they were English professors no less." I go, "You need to have this edited." And they they thought just because they you know, they knew the language well and the English, and they this was what they were teaching. They could do their own book, but you can't. You It's so much better to have somebody else edit it. You're, I mean, that's 100% the, the top of the list, I think. I, I know, think so, is. too. I, my my yeah. books are with World Castle, not my children's books, but my adult books. 
or, or with World Castle, and they did a really. I had a really good editor, yeah. and um, you know, um, and and also for I'm not wonderful at at grammar, and so and, and the publisher was wonderful at saying you can't put seventy. Uh, explanation marks in a book because all my emails have exclamation marks. And she said, you don't do that. It was like, and she was very One sweet two, about that. You know, but it's like, you yeah, know, those I do are that like my, my posts. Emails. I know, I can't help it. I never used to, till, I, till Twitter and Facebook and all this, I never used so many exclamation marks before. You know, it's like, you almost feel, because it's like you want to get something across, so you feel like, oh, there you go. And, you know, but in a book, no, but it, when you're, you know, because we're used to this now. You know, everything is so different from anything we ever learned in the past. You know, it, even the way punctuation is different. And I've had authors on that are excellent, and they're, and the way they style their book is completely different than anybody would have done ever before. But it works for them. You know, and, and that's why that editor so as, as you're both yeah. saying the editor is so important to get it done before yeah. you. Yes. You know. All right. Let's talk about and marketing. And even if you're going to, that's. I was just going to ask her about marketing because that's the hardest part when you get your book out. Marketing is definitely the hardest part because writing the book and editing it and getting it uh, the book cover and get bringing it all together and then publishing it is just a somewhere in my opinion between 8 to 10% of the job 90 to 92% is marketing because you can have the best book in the world and you were an agent yes. Marsha you know this yes. you can have the best book in the world mm-hmm. and if no one knows it's out there you will not sell anything and let's face it the average lifetime sales of a single book is somewhere between 200 and 250 yeah. as, you know books and that, you know, people that are serious authors must market, absolutely. And what we do is um, we market on Amazon because, of course, that's where right. the books are. And um, Amazon makes it um, relatively easy for you to be able to uh, buy advertising. Now, when I say that, it is important to know what you're doing, and it's important to pop, either read up on it, um, or take a class in it because it's really easy to say, oh, I'm only spending $5 a day on this ad. And, um, but if you've got three or four books um, and you have then the Kindle editions and, and you, uh, that adds up, that adds up. It's uh, $3 per book per day, yeah. and that adds up after a while. And if you're not making it off your sales of the books, um, you have to go back to the drawing board. So you have to keep track of, of your costs. You really do. In the beginning, you're going to have a loss, of course. That's to be expected. Any business would. But you have to keep an eye on costs and learn how to do the ads and monitor them so that on basically a daily, uh, daily uh, basis so that you know where you stand. And then you can either add more money to that particular ad because it's going well or well, do you, you do the do you do the Facebook ads? Do you do the Amazon Facebook ads or, or and Facebook we do Amazon or just ads Amazon and ads. Uh, BookBub ads? But um, I've been uh, we did Facebook for a while and didn't find that it was worth our while. Right. And so that's Amazon, the class right. that I took last week that we were that we were three days in in a class and one day was like like a ten hour day and I was well, so exhausted well, after right. the class was well. over with learning how to do it because it is the most complex system. Now it's worthwhile being on Facebook and we've done a few ads on Facebook but we haven't yet mastered it. So we have a lot to learn there. That's why we. Well, took I think that class. You know, I'm going to tell you something. After all these years mastering it, I don't know if anybody masters it because you know, you know, um, it's hit or miss. You know, because there are some issues with Facebook where it was much easier years ago to get shares. It's very hard now to get people to share things. So unless you boost with a few dollars, it doesn't go anywhere. And, you know, and, and that's a bad thing. And you don't see, like years ago, they had the Facebook, if you put something on Facebook, it would go a lot further. Now it doesn't go to, sometimes, like people will say, like, are you still on Facebook? And then I'll say, like, you know, do you still have your show? And I'm going, like, what? I mean, do you not see all my ads and all those things? And they don't. So, I you know, I think you have to go in all the time and try to, you know, 
and but you don't really want to bother people all the time by messaging them, you know. But sometimes I start to do it, and then so I maybe I should mention this right now. Okay, Michigan, which I always forget, Michigan Avenue Media Podcast has a group, and I started to add people. I started it last year, and I didn't go through it. I just post myself there, and I'm asking people now that are on the shows to go in the group so maybe everybody can help each other that have been on shows, and they can post for each other, just share it, because there really is a problem with people sharing things. Liking doesn't help as much. Sharing does. Go ahead. Sharing helps a lot, and let me tell you that I think the reason people don't share as much anymore is because there's so much more. Facebook yeah. has grown exponentially, and I have a few people that will share my things periodically. Like yeah. today, I know that some people shared this right. um, for for this show, and I was very pleased to see that. Um, however, I think that there is such a barrage, and we get lost, and that is the issue for so many of us, that how do you distinguish yourself? Well, first of all, you have to have a lot of followers on on Facebook, and a lot of us don't spend enough time getting followers on Facebook, and that's the number one issue. But you're right, Marsha. People don't share very much anymore because I think they they just get tired of it. Well, you have a series. So you have a series. So you have a chance right now. Seriously, you have the best chance of all because a series is – so much better than I mean I have not done a series and I am all over the place and even though it looks like yes I can write this way or that way and then I could do screenplays it's if you have a goal in mind and that is what you're doing right now you can pick up more followers and people that are interested in your work rather than try to go one is romantic comedy one is a, a fiction a, a different kind of fiction or one is a mystery if you stay in the same genre i do think it helps a lot with when you're just starting your career at doing this when you stay in one place because there's a lot of authors that come on here some do some don't but a lot of them when they do series people love that yes they really, that is if they exactly like you, true yeah yeah and Judy and I both use uh, Owl and Pussycat. They, um, I met them years ago because we all used to do shows on Red River, and then I have my own now, but for the first couple of this is like 12 years ago. And they do a lot of posting, and they're very inexpensive, and that helps. So it's a little extra off of, Judy, don't you, you know, are you yeah, happy? I, there? I mean, I, you, I, they posting a yeah. lot. Um, I'm you know. very happy with them, and, and um because I think it's important to to have some you know someone like that who does good marketing. Besides some of the, I always tell people there's a lot of um, free marketing. If you if you let's let's say you went to a university, you know you you announce it in the alumni notes section. I mean there's a lot of ways. You know um, within the city itself, they're always looking to do articles. You know, yeah. on authors, and so there's a but owl and the, the one you're saying, Marsha's is very owl pussy kit, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and they really are inexpensive. And the goal of my show has always been to try to, and which Judy knows, which I over the years people have spent fortunes going to publishers, going to you know independent publishers, also going to media people that aren't really going to do anything for them, and they really get themselves in debt because they are really expensive and they don't do anything. So, you know, whenever you, you know, like what you're saying, Catherine, is you're starting out and you picked the right things right now, but you're, you know, you're a business person and it sounds for, you know, you, I think you know exactly where you're going. So it sounds like you have a program, and most people don't. They don't know what to do. But you and actually I saw Catherine, have a you, plan. You, sorry, interrupted. That is correct, yeah, no, she's Judy. Just a plan. I have a plan, and uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. that is super important. And my husband and I sit down every Sunday afternoon, and we review our ads, we review our strategy, and we decide what things need to be tweaked and what things need to be changed. Wow, that's and, great. Um, and that is very important. And unfortunately, most people in the arts and writings in the arts don't yes. know very much about business and don't enjoy right. it yeah. because they don't have a no. math, you know, a, right. the math background that's needed. They uh, they just, you know, it's it's boring sometimes to do the business side because creating is so exciting. 
but just doing the day to day managing this is true. This is, I mean, very boring. You know, me. That's me. And you know, and unfortunately for people now, because of COVID, you know. Many people that have been on the shows, all their book signings are canceled, their conferences are canceled, their um, uh, wherever they were going to go. I mean, libraries. There's no marketing that way, and those were good ways. So, and there are people sitting at home that have hardcover books, waiting to get out somewhere because they've already bought a lot of them. And they're yes, sitting there, and, the, there's and the hardcovers are yep. more lucrative, uh, percentage-wise. Yes. Than ebooks because ebooks there are so many out there you have to discount them, um, not continuously but you have to discount them a lot in order for um, in order to attract new new readers, yeah. and then you hope to catch them with the first book and then keep them reading yeah. the next one and the third one and so on, and I am writing the fourth one now. I've just started the fourth one. And the reason that I'm not further along on it was because we had taken over the publishing ourselves, and that took a lot of time just doing the business. Right, right, just doing that. And I'm getting back. And then I write blogs. Um, I I don't overdo the blogs. I have one blog on my website um, that also is the blog that I put in my monthly newsletter. So I write one blog a month, and that's on my life in Australia, living in the outback. It's a lot of adventure and all of that totally different from my Nikki Garcia, but it's been a good way to, to catch some additional people and, and get them into um, to look at my Nikki Garcia thriller series and, and, and capture got, them that way. It got you. sure captured me with a picture of the alligators. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, that was one of the first things I went to. I love your blog. But I saw the picture of the alligators. I said, what the heck is this? And it, it was very, it, it's a very, so the, all those out there listening, it's like, go to her blog. It's very interesting. But I said, you know, I, I love the story about that. See, well, thank I, I you. Think, I think when you do a blog, I think people get closer to you. I used to yes. do a blog, and, you know, but I am the person you were talking about. I do not like all this marketing. And believe it or not, I'm doing, I do tons of marketing, but I don't like it. And I want to create, and this really blocks me a lot of times. Because I start doing something and I go, oh, you know what, I have to finish this book and I'm doing this. And even though I have people helping me do a little of the posting, it's still, it's never ending. And that's what most people don't like. And then uh, I have talked to so many authors over the years, but a lot of authors, they just, even if they're with a a big publisher, they know now that they have to be out there themselves. However, they don't like it very much either. And, you know, then I, when I am looking up people that are on my show and they are with huge publishers, there's so little on them, you're going like, I cannot believe there's nothing. I mean, <laughs> there it really isn't a lot except their website, but they're not anywhere else, you know. And so I think that, you know, sometimes we overdo it, but then nobody really knows where they're going to get that person to want to read their book. Nobody knows that. That's the thing. ACX, though, I think it's will be a huge thing more, you know, sooner than we think. It, you know, even though it is, a lot of people don't want to read, they don't want to listen to audibles, and they hear me talking every week about audibles. But I think it's a great thing for people, audibles. And the author does get more money from audibles than they do from selling a book. Absolutely, and that is the most growing market. Now, unfortunately, when I was with the publisher, uh, he didn't want to do one. He just didn't want yeah. to do one. Right. And, they should, but um, they don't want to. And I know. Because he yeah. was going to have to pay for it. So he was very reluctant, even though my books were selling very well under him. Um, so then we decided to get everything up and going and then do the – and we do have a woman that um, we're going to do a 50-50 split with. And yeah. uh, we right. love her voice. And um, we have the contract. She won't be starting until, uh, I think it's after Thanksgiving. So right, it right. won't be out until sometime next year. It's but a lot of work. Let me also mention, if I may, yeah, um, sure. since, since um, Judy said that you liked my Australian blog, I would love for to be able to mention my website so that people can go to my website well, and will, sign up. Absolutely. Anyone who wants to. Is that okay, Marsha? Well, yeah, I have it on my show page, too. Yeah, it's Catherine Lane. Oh, that's com. right. You do. You yeah, do. it's on yes, the website. Right. Right. And because, yes, I mean, I think a lot of times, you know, we have websites, but we don't mention it as much. But sometimes 
it's good to draw your your draw people to your website because then you're not in that competition with everybody else. They're just seeing your work and what you do. So I think I, you I, are I find it right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Go ahead, Judy. Go ahead. No, I, I'm sorry. It. it um, I was just saying is I really like um, um, websites. It's funny. I I I know for my website I put everything on it. Because um, that's a core place that I want people to get hold of me is through that website yeah. that leads yeah. to a lot of things. And um, fortunately, I have a family member, my son, who keeps up my website because you know he's good at that. And but you know I'm constantly looking at it and, and adding the blog thing. Though, as Catherine said, I really enjoy the blog putting blogs. It actually kind of yeah. a mirror a mirror to how I'm thinking. You know, um, and I try to make it real positive but very real. But that's why, Catherine, though, when I saw the – I keep coming back that you got me with the alligator. Was alligator or crocodile in Australia? Well, there are crocodiles in Australia. And then you talked about the snake, something you had – snake. It was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was very, it was very <laughs> interesting. I keep directing you. I was living in the outback. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I was living in the outback, and believe me, it was pretty wild back then, and um, because it's a few years back. But I have had such positive feedback on that blog, and it comes out, as I said, just once a month so that I don't exhaust people either, and it goes mm-hmm. attached to my newsletter. And on my website, people can sign up for the newsletter, and the newsletter just drops in there, and if all you're interested in is the blog, then you just – that's the very first thing that's in the newsletter, and you – push the button to finish reading it if you if it interests you oh, and it takes you to to finish the the blog but i've had a lot of really positive feedback to the point that um several people and these are people i don't even know they've said please turn this into a book please turn this into a memoir well i probably would not do an actual memoir but i i am thinking 2 years out I am going to do a book based on my blogs. It'll, I, I'm not going it's to just a compile idea. the blogs. Yeah, I a I mean, I'm idea. going to write an actual book. You know, uh, I think I'm going to put you in touch with um, the magazine. It's EYS, uh, Jasmina Sidorowski. Uh, it's an Australian magazine. It's a beautiful magazine. I now am going to be a contributor four times a year. She's been on my show. She is so up. It's empowering women, and but there's a lot of people that are involved in this magazine. And I'm going to put you in touch with her. I mean, it's a beautiful magazine, and um, it empowers people. And she has wonderful people that she interviews, and I, I'm sure that she would love to meet you. She, you know, because I, I became friends with her from um, somebody else, Jack Rimmick, who's been on my show. And everybody that he's introduced me to, um, he are unbelievably incredible, empowering people. So I will get you in touch with her and also that'd be fantastic Thank yeah you. yeah eleanor parker is a wonderful they are you know sometimes you know you like for me i think that meeting people all over the, like you have met people because you've been to the places i really haven't been there but over the years the friends that i have made on facebook from other people it's incredible that's what the good thing is to keep your mind open and meeting new people you know and we and i think helping each other this is so important i mean we need to do this more you know authors are generous and i think that and that's one of the things they want to share people you know and they want to share you know other people's happiness or you know we're all in this together and so i think as people that are writing you know it's good to share things it's good to meet people from different countries and learn about them and I've had a lot of different people on my shows. I think this is so important. And so having you on, I mean, you've been a lot of different places. So I am sure that you have so many books in your head that you'll be writing forever. <laughs> Just keep going. <Yeah. laughs> I'll be writing from the grave. <laughs> Don't I wish. <laughs> well, actually, I, uh, Fran Lewis, those are her books. She's a very good reviewer. She she does shows with me, and I've been – she does write a lot of this, what if, in some of her writing from the grave. So she writes people's stories, um, you know, faces in the stone, you know. So it's like – Yes, she writes from people. She writes about people talking when they're dead. So I think you know, it's it, there's something to be said about writing. It lasts forever. Whatever we're writing, you know, even though people are independently published, 
they don't realize that these books are here forever. This is a mark on your name. Even if it's not like you're making a lot of money, you have made a statement. You're out there. You are so right. And there are things that have happened to me since I've started writing that there's no money you could pay me in lieu right. of it. Yeah. For example, uh, when I wrote uh, Danger in the Coyote Zone, uh, there was a woman in uh, Virginia that had come across uh, waking up in Medellin, and she was interested in it because it had a Latin American connection, and her husband was from Mexico originally. And she read Waking Up in Medellin, and she liked it so well that she bought the second book in the series, uh, Danger in the Coyote Zone. And then I received a, an email from her through my website, and she introduced herself and said, on page whatever, 25 whatever, um, she said, I bought your book, your second book, because I loved Waking Up in Medellin. I bought your second book not knowing that you would mention my mother-in-law. Well, her mother-in-law, by yeah. the time I wrote the book, had been was deceased. She had passed oh, away in 2011. Yeah. I never knew but, her mother-in-law. You're right. But her mother-in-law was Leonora Carrington, who is, wow. was originally British. She was wow. Max Ernst's um, lover. And then World War II came along, and Max Ernst got um, arrested. And um, apparently Peggy Guggenheim got him out of France and um, then later married him. Uh, and Leonora Carrington was yeah. so devastated, she went to Mexico and then eventually married there and spent the rest of her life there. And she was a sculptor and a painter. And I always loved her sculptures, very surreal. they half animal, half human, you know, very, very surreal birds and, cro- in fact, crocodiles. Uh, all sorts of weird animals uh, combined with uh, with humans and so on. And I loved her work. And I yeah. mentioned that, you know, never knowing that someone would read my book in Virginia, in the U.S., and have that connection to Leonora yeah. Carrington. And well, that's, hey, you don't know. Time to Where? write me. Yeah, that was, that's really nice, you know, that's amazing. when someone takes the time to write. But, you know, and you know, honestly, it's it's a smaller world than people think, you know, and I think that, you know, um, you know, we all need to step, take a step back and think about all of this because, you know, you really do need people. People do need people, like the song with Barbara Streisand years ago. I mean, we all are, should be there for each other. And if we are, we will have a better world. I mean, this is the truth because... You know, it right is. now, right now, I like at the beginning of this COVID. I, you know, I, I think a lot of people that were on the show they didn't know if we should even talk about it, whatever. And I'm glad I did those shows. And actually, you know, um, Jasmina from, you know, that's where we. Well, actually, we were friendly before, but we've not met because naturally, I'm here in Chicago. But you know, and from things that we've done it has pulled us together you know, on all this. And uh, I wasn't going to have a show on voting, and I did. I was happy because I think all these messages, you know, are good for people. They're just to they be are. together and to understand each other and, this, you know, and be happy for what we have here. And right now we do have some uh, huge problems, but that's why Judy's song, I mean, things like that we need to have, you know, right now especially. Which I'm the market totally is growing you. for books. Yeah, and the market is growing for books, and you know, and Netflix, and um, I'm a big tell. I love movies. I, you know, books for me, I just love movies. So I am always talking about that. But you know, the old movies, new movies, but you know, and the getting characters together. So I we want to talk about mystery. You know, how did you get Nikki? Gar- how did you? And you know, make her up. I mean, I know a lot of people sometimes want to know these things. What made you <laughs> start with this character for a mystery? Series? She just popped into my head when I decided to do a book, kind of using the example of John Grisham. You know, I was a CPA yes. and then fraud auditor. I would find, I would write something, and Nikki just popped into my head and just was relentless she just wouldn't leave me alone until i wrote her first story right so you know and, so you uh, right so you, did you dream about it at all some people dream these things you know about characters or whatever or or they start just inventing what the character their traits did you start doing that or did you know well, everything you know, I about have yeah, i mean i dreams. never know about mine too much 
till I start I writing? I have had dreams, but more importantly, when I'm actually writing, and I don't, um, I don't adhere to an outline. I kind of, I write character sketches, and then where I'm starting and where I want to end up, and I leave myself a lot of room for going off on tributaries and changing the plot as I go along. Yeah. And um, so she just um, kept coming back to me with all sorts of ideas. And, for example, in uh, Waking Up in Medellin, suddenly Floyd Weber just arrived there, too, and said, you need me, right. and I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it would not have been the same book without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, See, that's the thing, right? You, you know, and I think people just think it just happens one, two, three. It does take time, you know, to develop your characters, which is so important, especially in a mystery series. Which I think people love mysteries. I really do. I mean, that's why I wrote the title of this. Everyone loves a good mystery because I really think uh, Judy. She's right there. She loves them. Mm-hmm. Judy, I do love right? suspense yes. mysteries. I know, mm-hmm. right? You know, so I think people, you know, they go, you know, they're looking for all different things to write or whatever. But really, everybody does like a good mystery. Well, this well, well, you can't help it, Catherine. You, ho- you I'm sorry. What you you actually what makes this a good one for for people to know is what got me is I was really hooked among the first you know the first chapter or second chapter, because what you did is, as Ashley did in my book, is that you really made me care about um, Nikki, the main character. And again, I don't want to give the plot away, but something that happened to a loved one of hers, and it just really made me like her more, you know, and yes. and, and relate to her more. That that did it. I mean, you early on got See, me to really you, like you take the character. Bits of, that, bits, of, bits of personal information, you know, things that happen to the character get other people they relate to that right away right was, yes was, was i think backstory doing... is very important and that was part of the backstory that was part of nikki's past you know it's not happening in the novel but it had you know it was her backstory right. and it, it's a very important part of that story it's very important yes. story yes. yes story is and and you know in somewhere along the line when you're writing it you know, other things, it may come up as more of a plot. You never know. I mean, that's the thing. You ha- If you know your character, and especially later on, after you've written your characters, you know, or even one story, you know them so much better. You just oh, you know, yeah. have, mm-hmm. you know, I think if you pick a character, such a, a strength of, of a woman and a character, it can take you a lot of places that you, you know, and development is important. But you got to have that character. Yes, you have to have the character. The character either has to be likable, or in some cases, if you're a very good writer, you can have a non-likable character. We won't go in there because that's not what I'm writing right now. You always have your antagonists that that are not particularly likable. But as your main character, I want to have someone that women particularly can relate to and can enjoy and can feel that she'd be a friend. Okay. So yeah. that's kind of my goal there. So what Judy tells me is music to my ears. Yeah. Um, so I think that, right, and that's the other thing is that right is that when people talk to you about your characters, it is the best form of gratitude for a you know for any author when they yes. have somebody is talking to them about their characters. I feel you know it's just yeah. There's nothing better than that because then they, you know that they've gotten to the place you are in your head. And, and that's one there. of those things that there's no money that will compensate you enough for that because yeah. it, that is more important than any money that you can get yeah. from selling books. Yeah. And I, I you think have it's to love good, what I you think, do. Yeah, and I think it's good. You know, I think for me, like I've – actually been thinking a lot about all the things that I do and then I do think I didn't use what I knew a lot in writing my books one of my first books I did use doctors involved in it but I worked for doctors for years and I and I'm noticing now more than ever what I really can write better is families I know I think back to my scripts I always, like right now in my book, I added a whole bunch of family members, and I thought, why did I do this? Because now it's going to take me longer, so nothing I can do. But I tend to add family members. Then I all, then the other day I'm thinking, well, this is how you write, and that's just how it is. You know, for me it's comfortable to put family members in. 
I had a family that I loved dearly, and a lot of them are gone now, and I put them in. So I like them. So I have to, in my head, just came to that the other day thinking, yes, I write family. Everybody has their own thing of how they write. And so I'm always saying, oh, maybe I have too many characters, but that's how I think. So after all these years in my head, I'm thinking, yes, this is what happens. My Grand Central Station, it's never too late. Love changes. They all had families. So finally in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, because we all try to maybe sell more books, maybe try to get more recognition. But when it comes down to it, you have to really be happy with what you're writing, not what somebody else thinks you should write. That's right. It is absolutely key. If you're not happy with your characters and your story, the readers are certainly not going to be happy yeah. because there's a because integrity goes through. You like your characters, you like your story, it flows right through and people will read it and pick it up. Yeah. I think that I think that is true and I think you know the more books you do you know I think I was on actually Fran Lewis's show and I think it was John Land that was on he's very successful and we were talking about it you know you you know we all want to be successful but sometimes at the beginning sometimes it takes years to then start get that one book that really puts you up there you know where people want more you know, and um, well, I think it was actually Steve Freeman. He was, out, and he's got a lot of books, and he's, you know, out there. He's a best-selling author. Yes, well, I listen incre- to that yeah. show. I don't listen to all oh, of them. Oh, you did? Okay, I that, just okay. Don't have time, Steve but I Freeman, listened to that he, one. He was. Excellent. He was so. He was so great. And when I was done with the show, I'm thinking, this. He knows where he's going, and he said even at, he wrote five books before he even got to where he needed to go. And he's a wonderful yeah. writer. But I think after the, at the end of the day, if people can say that, you know, that's why these shows are so important because you hear people talk about what's happened in their career. Because you just don't sit down one day and write, like occasionally it happens, I shouldn't say that, but very few writers sit there and all of a sudden they make the best-selling list and everybody's talking about their book. It takes you time to know how to do this. And Judy knows this for sure. People that were my clients, I begged them to stay in, and they didn't want to stay in the game. If they would have stayed in the game, they could have had such a different career, but they didn't. And this is hard. Because they get impatient and because we expect rewards right away, and it doesn't work that way. In in writing, it doesn't work that way. You've got to to master what you're doing, and that takes about 10 years and several books, like Steve said, about five books. Yeah. Yep, and he did, and he was, you know, and that's why, you know, if you listen to Fran Lewis's show, her show is so different than mine, but we I've known her for 12 years. So her show takes a book that the author has written, and they go through the whole book. That's what she does. She's a speed reader. I, I, God, I don't know. How, she reads, like, 20 books a week. I don't know. She really reads a lot of books. But <laughs> she has authors on, and they discuss their books. And so I think when people listen to other authors, a lot of times something clicks in. It has for me that's with absolutely most of true. my guests. And that's why we need to do these things. Yes, that's why yes. we need to talk to each other and listen to each other. Yeah. And Marcia, you're so also important. you also don't Marcia doesn't bring up Catherine that she has this wonderful book, one of my favorite ones of hers is a children's book. And it's called I Wish I Was a Brownie. And by by past I used to be a therapist, a social worker and work with with adults and children. And this book is about self-esteem and and, and, a, and wanting to be somebody else than who you are. And mm-hmm. I love the book. It's one I won't share, Thank you. you know, Thank or give you. away because it's just it's just a really nice <laughs> book for kids about, you know, wanting to be someone different than who you are and I just think for any year that's a good one for a little one. So right, you know, I always yeah, bring that one up. Yeah, and adults, thank you very much. Because adults mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, and I think right now more than ever, people are at home reflecting on some of the things they did in their life. And maybe they'll make some changes, you know, about what they did. Because we, we are always running and doing a lot of things. And a lot of times people now are home. We have a lot of time to think sometimes about I where think we're that going. I that reflective aspect that you're talking about, uh, you know, inner looking at ourselves and what we've done and where we wa- what we still want to accomplish, yeah. that's the positive side of COVID. And, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. there is no positive side, but but I like to look no, at it. No, I know exactly what you're saying, right, because nobody sta- stands still. But now people are still. 
And so I yes. think, you know, because look at all the things you used to do in the past that you don't do now. So you do have time to think about it. And, you know, even myself, I'm always in a hurry doing a lot of things, but I have had this time to think about really what I want to write about and what, you know, and after all these years I'm coming up with things in my head thinking like I'm putting it all together. Even after 20 years, I'm putting it together of what I think would be best for me now. So I think you're right. This this is one of the things of COVID is that people are home and and not – doing a hundred things at one time because we all do a lot of things. I think about all the things I used to do in a day. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I, it's so weird. It, for me, it's very strange. You know, some people maybe don't do as much, but a lot of people do, and that's why now they're at home, and they are well, rethinking think, their, their lives. And also just different things. And, Marsha, I had said to you that I'm not I'm not a big card player, but you know, I'm, I during this time I've been playing. There's a, a I know the person who's a game creator, but um, there's a company called FunReimagine.com, and they have different cards like T uh, Run and um, Seven Meadows. And so I've learned to actually go back to playing cards, which I haven't done since I was a kid. You know, and so it's like you know, and I it's just wondered, you know, right. no, and I wondered if y'all going doing something you didn't before. You know, Fun Reimagined is kind of fun because I thought it's good because it's fun. And I learned to play cards again, if that makes sense. I hadn't done in years. So I was just wondering, you know, Catherine and also Marsha, are, are you doing anything different like that, be- obviously besides writing, that you haven't well, done in years? Well, I, I have one thing. It's not really a, a, a real positive, but I'm cooking more, and I don't. Mm. And that is what I'm doing. I mean, I'm in the kitchen more than I was before, you know, and I think a lot of people are. I don't watch the cooking shows, but I am sure people are watching them and making a lot of different, um, you know, different dinners and lunches and because we're home. Well, <laughs> well I know well, Kathy, what I was going to say book. is I'm cooking Sorry. more because yeah. I love to cook anyway. The problem has been that um, because we're not out doing as much as we had been, um, I've gained about um, eight pounds, of which I've, I have, I've started to take a little bit off. I want to get back to where I was before all this nastiness yep, started. Right, I right, want to get yeah. back to pre-COVID weight. <laughs> right. I, I, no, I think, I'm yeah, only I think laughing, are, Catherine, well, because the other thing. I've been eating so much. And I, one of the things I loved about Catherine, your book, is the other question I was going to ask is, in your book you have the best description of food. Your book made me so hungry. <laughs> because you have, <laughs> Each one you have of a the really books nice has, way. Uh, has food in it, yes. <laughs> it's great. I mean, real seriously. I mean, I laugh. But I think I, that's I, I was, always a good thing. I think that people love that incorporated in a book, mm-hmm. food. You know, I think they really do. You know, and um, also wine people. You know, I do not drink, but I am now starting to have my characters drink because everybody on TV is always <laughs> drinking wine. They're, they're always, you know, they're sitting there relaxing with wine, or if they're aggravated, they take out ice cream. I mean, so it's like, you know, every, you know, it's true though. I mean, during the time now, I think people will come out of this different. Hopefully, we'll all be well and safe, but we mm-hmm. will be different. We're not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I don't think we can that's be for after sure. this. Yeah. And uh, on that note, we, this has been a great show. I, you know, I'm so happy when you talk. You know, when to meet authors, and I know Judy. That's why I invited her to come because she loves, you know, listening to the show. It really is fun to meet people that you've never met before. I mean, it, it is. is. Great. And I, uh, I also have to say very quickly that I. I've always loved music, but I have no musical talent whatsoever, so it's so nice to have someone that does have musical talent to be there with you and make the show even nicer. This this was fantastic. Thank you very much for, for inviting me, Marcia. Oh, you're welcome. And I, and I will, I'm going to email Jasmine about you because, you know, and, um, yeah, it, it'll be very interesting. It's her magazine is just got people from all over the world, every, you know, and it's it's such a beautiful magazine. So I think, you know, and there are people that still read magazines. You know, she actually sent it to me like a copy I do. of it. <laughs> a copy I have tons of it. and I pass them on. Yeah, yeah. I, do. I have a lot of magazines. I do read magazines, but not as much. I kept putting them in a pile, and then I thought, oh, I'll read them. You know, and then I'm online. All day. I'm trying to finish a book, and I'm thinking, but I do like I do like magazines, you know. Um, and this is a beautiful one. And I think, you know, whatever anybody can do out there for another person, I think we should all think about that 
as you know, the days increase, it's going to be winter soon. You know, Chicago, mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to winter. I don't oh, like yeah. snow. You know, I look outside now, and it looks dingy. It's raining. Mm. You know, I, I'm a sunshine person, but I'm, in Chicago, we do have sunshine, but not as much as everybody <laughs> else does. We do have Marcia, yeah, can we ahead. do our? Can we do again, um, Catherine? We had said at the beginning, but what our websites are before we end. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to get. Yeah, of course. I never forget you that. Know. Don't. That, yeah. But I'm sorry. I got when you said yeah, Chicago. Yeah. All I could think of Chicago snow and ice. Oof. Yeah. I'm a Michigan. Tell everybody life. where they could reach you. Is I didn't put I didn't put your website on. Can I put your website? I didn't know if you wanted me to on the show. Is that okay? That's on the show page. Yes, I'll because, add it. Uh, okay. Because mine's already there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm you sorry, Marsha. You talking about that one? You can always have mine yes. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Mine's just okay. easy. JudySnyder.com. S-N-I-D-E-R.com yes. is, is my website. And mine it has is about Catherine, everything. Yes, I'm sorry. Mine is Catherine with a K, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N dash Lane, L-A-N-E dot com. And mine is Marsha Kisper Cook at Michigan Avenue Media. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of having, you know, some shows that are like roundtable shows. So I hope to have you both at a roundtable. I think, you know, I, I have had shows that have nine people. That's too many. But I think, you know, um, as the days go on and starting in January, I might do one like roundtable where we can all talk about anything we want, which actually turns out to be almost every show I have. So I guess it'll be simple. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't have questions, you know, and I just, I like to go off what the author wants to talk about and how, you know, it, it's, we're all in the same, we're, as authors, we do have the same concerns and happiness. So I think that I, in a lot of ways, we're so much alike, no matter where we're from. So I, you know, but it will maybe just be, I'll call it a round table and we'll just, everybody can talk to each other. So Catherine, it's so nice meeting you. And I hope we Thank remain you, friendly, you know, in, in Facebook. Because Judy, I, you know, all these years I know him, we still never met in person. So, yeah, I mean, that's how Facebook is. I know so many people so well, but we've never met. So, that's but right. Good I'm thing. in that Someday. boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was nice meeting you, Catherine. Thank you, Marcia, for, for <laughs> having me on the show. Thank you, Thank you everybody, for listening. Judy. And next week we are off because it's voting day. Uh, yes. And so mm-hmm. please vote. Please wear masks. And I will see you in... Two weeks. Okay, thank you so much. Day. Bye, Catherine. Right. Thank you I look so forward much. to ordering thank your you. second book. Bye bye. Yes, thank I'm going to order. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.